All right. Um, welcome to the Free Lunch Podcast. I'm back again. It's been two months since I last recorded. Um, I'm here with Prince, a.k.a. South Prince from SoundCloud, Apple Music. And yeah. Um, what's up, Julian? And uh, also his audience. I'm you know, happy to be here. Happy to you know have a conversation with you all. Yeah, this, this dude was about an hour late. We were supposed to meet <laughs> at 8. He decided he wanted to pick up and call me at like eight thirty, but that's whatever. We still got, <laughs> we still got time. We can still have a nice little conversation. And um, yeah, I just do. You, first of all, do you know why you here? Do you know why I I asked for you to be on this podcast? Um, I mean, I feel like you asked because I am a producer. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean. I was just curious. I just wanted to know, hear what you had to say. Like, I, I think you're, you're somebody like I respect what you do and and what you create. And I want this eventually podcast to be some place where, you know, people like you, artists, creators, um, people with interesting minds and things to say, to to come on and like have conversations um, about random shit, like. Um, and that's that's what I'd want to get into right now. Um, just to start off, like I've been mainly curious. Like you have a girlfriend, and she seems really supportive of what you do. Um, is she critical of your work? Does she ever like hit you up and be like, "Okay, like what you just sent me right now was really garbage. Like I'm gonna need you to work on this." Like is she like that at all? I don't think she's ever called my stuff garbage I well maybe not maybe not garbage but like you know it's like i would say look she's at you pretty, sideways i don't i don't but i don't think that's ever happened honestly i don't i don't think she's the type of person to be um ah dang i'm not sure what the the right the right term is um she she's a very genuine person um she would tell me if stuff was like good um to be fair i'm not a like i'm still new to sharing my like tracks and stuff with people even though i've been actually like you know outright doing this like you know pushing my content out on and off for a year now um showing it to like the people close to me that i consider people that are like not not worthy but like that i feel like i can you know um share my content with it's it's i don't I haven't I've, i do that kind of like on and off but with her when i share it with her it's it's general gen uh generally like good reviews i don't think yeah. i've ever she's ever been like oh like you should like work on this or like i mean maybe a couple times <laughs> but um is it I, I she's just not the type of person to be like um oh this is good like to every single like if it's if it's you know not good she'll probably tell me it's just it's very few instances where that's happened also probably because if i feel like something is not good i don't really show people it actually which is not a good thing because i feel like you should show people everything just to get any type of criticism so it makes you better as a as like a an artist or creator or just anything that you do 
but I'm sort of a a perfectionist. But I don't I don't even like using that term. But um, anything that I want to show people, even if it's a draft, I want it to be a good draft. But you know, is that really a draft? But um, even so, like I just I'm very critical of what I show to people, even the people closest to me. Yeah, I was just I mean, I was just curious just in a jokingly way, but like I've noticed her like she's always, you know, with your your um Instagram account that you have for your your producer tag and then your TikTok like she's like the one person who's commenting and she always has like something to say like in the in the comments or whatever, but and I feel like for a profession like that and for an aspiration like that it's good to have somebody who's either really encouraging or even at some time somebody who's gonna be able to bring you down to earth when you know you're you're feeling like a little too good about yourself and it's for music it's especially unforgiving especially if you like you feel like you have something that nobody's heard yet or you have something that you feel like you hear differently than everyone else but they don't you just don't seem they just don't seem to appreciate it or it's just a thing where it's something that's really good but you feel um like you were saying like you feel like really self-conscious and you're a perfectionist to the point where you're almost overly critical of your own work and you need somebody else to you know obviously you know tell you and remind you like there's something to be appreciated here and like there's an extra mile that you can go um so, so it's like just i think I I think I respect the relationship that you guys have and I I I can imagine like you're super grateful for having her around and and yeah that, that's just one thing that I noticed and I was I've been thinking about a lot but I guess in that sense um what as you 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 mentioned like you've been doing this for a year like you know what what have you you come across have you like with the roadblocks aside from just you know dealing with uh figuring out like you know and finding more comfort in putting your stuff out there like what have you been struggling with um well first to like address what you've been saying yeah it's it's really good to to have whether it's a friend, a significant other, your family, to like you know, you know, keep you grounded, even if you're not one hundred percent open with them, any percentage that you are with them, like just to have them be that genuine and supportive of your stuff is very um it's it's very it's something to be very grateful for and something I'm very grateful for as well. I will say that I probably wouldn't have started posting my tracks if it wasn't for her but not for sure and there's also you know a couple of my friends that I've hinted me like you know over the years because I I have been I've been making um I wouldn't say I've been making music for a year but I've been putting it out on platforms on and off for a year now or so um but even but even before then I was a person that dabbled in you know the production of music whether it be on like the pop side, electronic side, or ballad, you know, side, um, it's been something that I've been doing for a while now, but that I took, you know, very, I took a, you know, a good amount of myself to say like, okay, let me focus on this and actually try to, you know, be good at this and put what I love 
and what I think of music into, you know, an actual, you know, art form um, that, you know, you would call some type of, you know, music production or instrumental. Um, I've been, you know, hinting that to a couple of people over the past couple of years. They've been telling me, oh, yeah, you should, you know, try start like sharing it with people. And I did. Um, I started doing that. Actually, it should be um, the anniversary of me dropping my first track on SoundCloud soon. Maybe like in a couple days. Um, but it's it's been over the past year, I think I've learned, I think it's, I've, I've learned a lot. I've done a lot that most people can't say that they've done in a, in a year. And I think where I am right now is, I think I'm a year from what people are saying that I've started. I think right now I'm still at my starting point. I don't think I've accomplished anything. And, you know, from an outside point of view, people will say, oh, you've accomplished so much. But I think that's kind of the bar that I've set for myself. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing as long as you know you have those people around you to keep you grounded or even so if you don't you know having those values within yourself to make sure you are grounded as well um because just how i was raised how um how i came up and with the people that i regard as my um you know idols and inspirations i don't believe in you know keeping my keeping the ceiling low um you know or like you know feeling as if I should set something. I feel like, you know, it's it's good to set realistic goals, but sometimes the best goals are ones that aren't so um, realistic, if that makes sense, so that yeah. I can, you know, push myself to, you know, my furthest potential so that I can be what I want to be, even if I don't necessarily reach that specific goal, I can say that I tried my best and that I learned a lot from it. And that's what I did for the past year. Um, and there are a couple, there are a few times where, honestly, many times where I just said, like, you know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to get to the place where I want to be? But then I had, you know, those people around me to keep my, keep me grounded. And also, looking at the people that I regard as like, you know, inspirations, I see what they went through and I haven't been through like even a percent of what they've been through um, to get to where they are right now. And, you know, right now coming off of a year from posting, you know, some of my first tracks on SoundCloud, um, you know, in a couple of months, it'll be my, in a year of me posting my first song on streaming services I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is to like not only be consistent, but not to be scared of taking, taking, not taking chances, but learning. I think learning and making mistakes, those are like, I don't think anybody gets to where they are without making a mistake. And I'm, being such a perfectionist or someone that always wants something to be 100% good, I always forget that even the greatest that have ever done it made mistakes before they even said, hey, I'm this person. Like, for example, for example, before Kanye West was Kanye West, he was in his, in, in his room making how many tracks a day in a week, in a summer, 
some of them were probably, you know, cheats. Some of them were probably really good. But he was making mistakes before he can even call himself Kanye West or people knew him as Kanye West, if that makes sense. You know, I realized that I need to make mistakes and that I need to, that, that there's a, there's a timetable for everybody and not that there is a timetable that everybody should follow. That each person has their own set uh, timeline to which they will reach their own success. And, you know, now I'm starting to realize that. And that's why I say that right now is my true starting point because I realize that it's going to take some time to get to where I want to be. And um, as of right now, uh, I'm just here figuring out this. I, I recently I figured out, you know, the sounds my signature like kind of sound that I want to genuinely have and then I also realized that I I have to you know I used to be a person okay for example I used to be a person that's like okay I don't really want to do tight beats but you know how am I not going to do that if I like want to get exposure I feel like yeah. that's what you know you need, you need to take advantage of those things it's what's in those, like right now yeah that's what's in you know not not necessarily that you have to conform to what's the trend, but I have to take that trend and make it something of myself, like put my own flip on it and push it out there so that I can also be someone that's looked at as, you know, uh, not a household name, but, you know, that can, you know, garner some type of attention. So, you know, I, I was always so one-off on doing this and doing that, but I never realized that, you know, I can't get to point e without going through b c d you know i can't i have that i have to like you know go through the necessary steps and the necessary things to get to where i want to be but I, I i've learned a lot for the past year not even just from music but just from being in quarantine itself like trying to get to where i want to be and realizing how much more and more that i really want to do this music stuff i want to not even just music, but I feel like just, you know, being an artist, being a creator, that's something that I genuinely want to do. And, you know, it's one thing saying that you want to do it, but genuinely taking the steps needed to get to that place. Um, it takes a lot yes, a of lot. learning to get to get to. And I know, you know, we've had our own conversation on the side about it that, you know, to get to even the starting point of what you want to do and realize what you really want to do as an artist or as a creator is one of the most difficult steps and within the past year that is something that i can say that i truly like accomplished even in my head right now being pessimistic about it saying oh i think i that's genuinely something that i accomplished in the past year yeah and it's like with music and stuff like that like it's really result oriented and you get especially with like streaming numbers and whatnot you'll get discouraged if you if that's something that you focus on a lot if that's something that you want to revolve your mind around and and the same thing goes for like what i do it's it's really is like the exposure and you know being able to figure out like what do people like what do people not like and what your voice is and what you want to write about and um that's mainly why i'm doing stuff like this and and i think in the past year like i 
just in 2019, the end of 2019, that's when I started beat writing and I wasn't good at it at all. But now it's like I can consider myself pretty, pretty good at it now. And like at my school, I'm being sought after by publications. And it's just it's it's just been an experience for me. Like and I'm just two years into this and it's I I still don't really have a grasp of really solid beat writing and I'm being asked to right for the men's lacrosse team i have no idea what i'm doing but <laughs> um it it really is just result oriented and and you and, and if well it's not well journalism isn't really that but if you get discouraged by the fact like you know you're not people not a lot of people reading it or not a lot of people really care about what you're writing despite the mm-hmm. fact that your writing quality is getting better and, or in your case your music quality is getting better you're going to start thinking like, okay, well, maybe this isn't where I'm supposed to be. But the reality is it's like it's you just need time. Like you just need to keep it going because yep. eventually, eventually you're going to reach that point to where, you know, you'll be looking back at these days and you'll be glad that you, you kept at it. Um, but, yeah, it just it applies to, to all things and especially professions where you're you're creativity and your ability to you know um create things as an individual um is is prudent to to your success um but yeah this the the at least for me and you we can both agree like these are what we do is like it's it's it can be thankless at times despite the fact like yep and it's it's there's still some I still ask myself like why do I do this but the the satisfaction at the end when you finally finish something it's just there's nothing like it and it's like you start one you start a new project again it's like why am I doing this like it it looks like mm-hmm. completely insurmountable but then like you get the satisfaction when you finish it all over again it's just it's just an endless cycle but it's it's beautiful at the same time I um, agree but you talked about your sound um and we've talked about this before like you said you wanted to incorporate um your culture if i'm not mistaken yes and that we we got a little bit of a taste of that with your your song that made it on the radio i'm forgetting the name give it to me yes yeah and is that like what you want to want your future tracks to sound like is that something that you're working off of right now or um well i will say that give it to me even though i will tell be completely honest with you right now i will when i first made that song or when i first made the beginning like the beginning of me you know that song coming into fruition i hated it like i genuinely did not like the beat I didn't want anything to do with it. I actually was on the verge of deleting it, but um, the artist main, um, he, um, when I was sending him a couple of beats, he said that he wanted to rap on that one. And I was like, okay, that's kind of like, all right, there's nothing else that you want. Cause that one, I actually don't really like it that much, but you know what? I'll continue working on it and I'll finish it. And working on it, I will say that I found 
one of my favorite things is to, you know, have bounce in a song, but at the same time, trying to create some sort, like, okay, well, a lot of the feedback that I got from the singer was that it's a mesh of different vibes, that it's, it's inspirational, you know, it's hype, but at the same time, it's very, um, how can I say it? very like full full of sound music different things like just a genuine like you know production and i think with a lot of the artists that i listened to that i came up that i grew up to especially growing up in like you know the church specifically the nigerian church um one of the highlights of like what i like my ears what they hear is you know just genuine like organic sound like music instrumentation and that's what i love a lot in music and you know ever since we had that last conversation i think it's changed a bit um you know including afrobeast like meshing that together excuse me in um in music in some sort of genre like bending type format i think i do want to do that someday but overall just you know not only being like a person that like you know likes to like blend different genres together i feel like um that's the thing that's happening a lot lately um but also just um i was wa i was watching an interview with i don't know if you know the artist but earth gang um on j, j. cole's uh dreamville label they describe their next album um, as being or or the music that they make is like ghetto gospel kind of and that kind of like kind of sums up the name of what i want to do like just like kind of bouncy tracks whether it be r&b um hip-hop soul that type of bouncer but just raw organic instrumentation and someone who kind of like people who i take like inspiration from of you know that type of you know genre bending stuff or you know taking you know different sounds and trying to create something new a bit or like teddy riley or timbaland and what they did in the early like what teddy riley did with new jack swing or what timbaland did with the early um the late 90s early 2000s r&b sound like that was like insane to me like and those are two people that i regard as like huge inspirations in terms of like production but i want to be able to do that one day and i take a uh i take um a couple like you know inspirations from or i talk i take notes from a couple artists that i listen to as well for example like um soundwave who is one of kendrick lamar's like um in-house producers or um Devonte Hines or you know ASAP Rocky's music, and especially ASAP Rocky. Actually, I feel like he's a very, over, he's very overlooked when it comes to what he does in terms of you know his production yeah. on his music. He's really using, experimental. Like, the Memphis sound. Yeah, exactly. I love that about him. Like what I've been doing a lot lately is um, using like Memphis samples and trying to make um, songs out of it, which is something that I love a lot because you know the Southern sound. Is something that I genuinely love so much, like so so much, and I feel like, like of like sorry? southern trap or like I don't even want to limit to it to trap, but gen generally the southern sound, the sound of the south, like just like I think the south in general, just what has come out from it, you know, just like trap, 
the soul, the R&B, the, you know, like the blues, the like everything that's come out of it is just so raw, so organic. Yeah. And it's something that I just always seem to go back to. You, you can, for sure, if you want to put it in terms of rap, over the past 20 years, like the South has never lost a step, like in terms of its dominance in rap. Same thing with R&B, same thing, like with just like today. Yeah, I, sure. You want to say one of the main sounds that is heard in all music, like it's, you know, the trap of the South. It's what Metro Boomin started, what, six years ago. It's what Zaytoven started, what, seven years ago. It's what, what you know, all this T.I. You know, started like 13 T. years ago. I'm telling you, people never, ever, ever regard T.I. as one of the goats of the South. He is. He just has a, a questionable a track record. Yeah. Outside of music, yes, for sure. But yeah, but he's revolutionary for sure. Revolutionary um, for sure. Like, you know, and I, you, please don't cancel me, but I'm just saying like. Yeah, if you if there wasn't Ti, we wouldn't have Future. A if lot there wasn't Ti, we wouldn't have Childish Gambino. Probably so if much. We, yeah, there's it's just well maybe we would so have much. Childish Gambino, but like Future and all those and Zaytoven and and um, yeah for sure all those guys like we wouldn't have a uh, Travis Scott because Ti is one of the first people that noticed Travis Scott that gave him that you know the um grand hustle his you know his label you know t uh what's his name uh travis scott signed to it you know that's where he like gained a lot of his you know traction from you know ti providing him that platform to you know come up off there is you know very revolutionary for him you know meek mill um t he worked a lot with ti in his early days uh in meek mill's early days you know there's a lot of artists that you see that um have worked with him, you know, for the in his career, his run from what two thousand three to like two thousand eight, two thousand nine was insane. Especially two thousand eight with Paper Trails. But I digress. There's a there's a lot that can be said about the South. Young Thug being one of the biggest inspirations to the sound of rap today. If anybody tries to deny that, they're lying to themselves. You know, it, it, there's just a lot. And, you know, yeah. a lot of people can see that as well. Um, a lot of producers today. Uh, but, yeah. So that's a sound that you appreciate a ton. And has it, it obviously hasn't been that way all this time. And there's obviously something um, where there's obviously like a place where you started. So you would say it was probably in the church and with African music. I know you have a lot of an identity there. Um, is that something that you want to look to incorporate? Like that, that bumpy sound and then with like Southern, well, Southern isn't always bumpy like that and upbeat, but you know, just, just with what we have here in America and then your cultural roots, is that something that you've all tried to incorporate or, Yes, yeah. I think um, in the future, not even in the future right now, that's what I'm also focusing on, you know, on the side, trying to inc incorporate um, Afro beats or African music 
Um, I look at Carlos Guzzi as a big inspiration, mainly because of how he made the genre of Afrobeats be a thing, just like that experimentation of jazz and soul and like um, the, the high life um, genre of music at the time. That's something I, I like love to look at and love to see. Um, that, that I would love to incorporate in like the sound of music that I have in the future. Um, but even to backtrack and let me correct myself and say, just like from when I think of music of the South, I think of the fact that just, okay, here, here, I think, let me put it in, uh, let me put it in these terms. When you look at New York or generally the northern east coasts you see a lot of you know the gritty um the gritty sound the really like how can i explain you know you you know the nazis the jay-z's the biggies you know that type of sound. yeah like okay the, yeah that like kind of that gritty you know raw you know genuine sound you know and then you know you go to the west coast the west coast you you get that different type of vibe that the West Coast, I would say the West Coast has a lot of soul, but at the same time, that grit, but at the same time, that street, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I would I would say like the West Coast isn't like in exactly like a polar opposite. It's more of, of the East Coast, like because like a lot of West Coast rap, it's 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 a product or it's an extension of what was already created in the east coast so it's yeah it's it it just has it's a more it's a smoother take on 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 what is in the east in in that northeast area that you were talking about mm -hmm. and now when you look at the south not only it's a, is it um a source of inspiration for both Coast, but you also see that raw, that organic sound and the elements that they use in a lot of their music. And it's not just limited to hip hop. It's also, you know, with the R and B side of music. If you want to look at pop as well, like a lot, like if you you know do like a lot of research with the um, music that's especially like relevant today, um, you'll see it a lot. You know what I mean? And that is something that I see as such a, a big, like, I don't know. I just, I just can never see myself not looking at um, that side of music as an inspiration for what I want to make someday or what I want to have be an identity. I, I, I want people to hear my music and hear, okay, yeah this person listen to this person or you know what i mean and yeah, yeah. um also um going back to that idea of uh using afrobeats as like an element of where i can um incorporate it into you know the different music that i make i definitely have been working on that it's not something that you can just slap on and say hey it's i've you know i've made something new is something that you want to have it be organic and sound genuine and, you know, full. And that is something that I want to take my time with. And I think some of the greatest, you know, pieces of music or styles of music, you know, it took 
works. Some took weeks, some took years to perfect. And that's something I just want to, you know, leave up to time and my knowledge of music to tell when it'll be good to, you know, start pushing for its, you know, um, it's like it's commercialization, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And for what you were saying, like, did you know, you know, Forever Young by Jay-Z? Yeah. Apparently that took like a couple months for him to make, which is weird. Like it, he started it and then like he stopped it and then he yeah. came back to it like after a couple months, which. Yep. I'm telling yeah. you, before I started making music, I would look at people saying, oh, this track took how many months or years to make? Or what's that song? Oh, excuse me. What's that song? By, um, is it Thriller by Michael Jackson? Or I don't, I forgot what song by Michael Jackson, but it has 82 different mixes. And I looked at that as just like, that's insane. That's literally not real. And then I went into FL Studio into Ableton's Garage, and I'm like, okay, I understand why. Because like, even though that there's no one perfect sound, to someone's ear, you know, like, it takes time for stuff to sound the way that you want it to sound. You know, putting your ideas to, even maybe, okay, if you want to relate it to journalism, you know, I feel like when it comes to writing, you know, that first initial draft, it's not what you want it to be. You know, it takes time. You know, some novels, some journals, some entries, some articles, it's, some, some of it takes time. To, you know actually have it be you know good or some style of writing it takes time for it to be what you want it to be so i just feel like it's not something outlandish you know to think that way to think that it takes time for art to come you know to be in its you know what it what you meant for it to be like however long it takes is however long it takes basically you know yeah, man. It's a process. And, like, with Thriller and Michael Jackson, like, Quincy Jones and them, they went crazy. Like, crazy. there's, like, I don't even know. There's, like, there's like a four-track stretch in that album where it's just all all hits, just no I'm misses. telling you. Uh, I but, agree. Yeah, Quincy Jones is legendary. That's um, another, that's one of my goats, Quincy Jones. On the, on the, I don't even want to say, I don't like to limit myself to, you know, genres and stuff, but just yeah, and that's music definitely in something general. something that Quincy did. Like, he was all over the place. Sure. I'm telling you, he's one of the goats. Yeah, like, because he sure. had, he went overseas and he got classical experience with, like, orchestras exactly. and shit. And he came exactly. back. He worked with Sinatra. Like, he worked with mm-hmm. whole, whole, all kinds of people and, like, People like Kendrick, Jay Z, Kanye, all have gathered inspiration from him, and it's it's really it, it's incredible. Like because he had his start like in the '60s, and he's like he was in the game for a, a good four portion decades. Of, yeah, of, of the like entire century. Like I'm so. telling you, it's so crazy, and people like, oh man, I'm glad you know your stuff, but like, is this even? I don't know, like, I was thinking about it um, a couple of days ago. What he did, um, what people like him, D'Angelo, Kanye, what they did to, you know, get to the place they wanted to be as artists, 
is what I want to do and is what I strive to to be. And you know, sitting behind my computer. That was an interesting name. You you threw in D'Angelo in there. When <laughs> you're voodoo, voodoo is something that like he went and genuinely took his time, like and explored different like African sounds to get it to what he wanted to be. It's a sound. It's a it's a it's a it's um it's a body of work that I put in my top ten. You know projects of all time just because of how he went to create it every i don't think there is a single miss on I that actually like honestly i've never listened to d'angelo like that i've never heard of voodoo um i think he's, right now. he's probably my favorite um my favorite uh male r&b artist or my fail my favorite male uh like r&b neo soul whatever you want to call it yeah. artist of all time just because of what he did to create that that album like was the soundtrack of my life for for a good minute like it was so it's so good it's so good i recommend it to anybody who listens to this to you to like literally it's so good but why i I threw that name in there is just you know going out to explore different sounds different styles of music and incorporating it into one you know production or instrumental beat whatever you want to call it i want to do that and i i don't know i see i coming into this i was like you know i want to make i want to break barriers i want to blend genres i want to do this i want to do that i want to get to like the big leagues i want people to see me as hey this dude changed the game as we know it. Like what Metro Boomin did, I want to do that times 10. Like I want to be regarded as someone you can put as producer of the year. Like, and that's why I was thinking about it a couple of days ago because of the Grammys and what Katrinata did at the Grammys. Like him being one of the first, like, I think he was the first, not only, okay, yeah, he was the first black, um, electronic like producer to win a grammy really like in that category i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure true correct me if i'm wrong, I, but i'm i didn't sure. watch i didn't watch the grammy i never watched the grammys i'm i mean i'm <laughs> pretty i i i hate the grammys but at the same time i can't hate it because it's it's the stage of it, i don't think the grammys define an artist but to be awarded with that recognition is something that shouldn't be taken lightly you're viewed in a in a light that most artists, most people don't ever get that privilege to be viewed in. And um, that's something I want to achieve one day, you know? And that's why I was thinking, like, those producers got to that stage, and I want to be there as well. And I want to be that person that made that way for himself to be there, that has that you know, undeniably, like, specific, like, sound himself to be there. And I was just thinking, like, okay, how can I do that? And, you know, that that was just, like, something I was thinking about a couple of days ago. But, yeah. It was yeah, just funny so... you brought that up. Wait, brought what up? The... But, no, what, Qu- what Quincy Jones did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. Like, I just... There's so many places that you can go with this, like... And, like, it's good that you're not necessarily like limiting yourself in your mindset to like 
to anything that's too small. Um, yeah. But like, obviously, you I know you understand like it's an incremental thing, like, and that's just like the final product. But it'll be it. It's always it's always good to set those expectations on yourself, and because like I can imagine like that's what Quincy had on on his mind when he was creating music when he was you know traveling to Europe to be classically trained in, in, in orchestral music or whatever he did. But, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's good to, it's good to dream sometimes because like for me, I still don't even know what I want to do. Like I probably in the future, I don't think I will, I, I don't see myself being a beat writer. I don't see myself like, following a team over X amount of years and covering them for X amount of years. I don't see myself on television. Mm-hmm. Um, but I lately I've just had this weird interest in long form content, like documentaries and, and shit like that. And like, like for what, and for me, like I had an appreciation for when I was growing up watching stuff that NFL films used to make like a football life, like, um, um, like NFL a 30 for 30? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like NFL Films Presents or, or what's it all? What's, what's it called? Um, but yeah, that type of long form content that's usually narrated and people, you know, it's documentary style and people, you know, find, do all this research for statistics and they find all this information about an individual's lives or a player's life or a team's um whole situation and they're able to get all that footage and put it together it's i think i i have an appreciation for that work because it's what got me into sports and i one day like i i I hope i can get to that point where i can you know lead teams that create that type of stuff because and obviously we saw it all come together last year with the last dance like that was a thing that everybody was obviously quarantine played a role and everybody you know, tuning in to watch that, but that was something like every week, like people wanted to see that, like, and with the interviews and the, and the film that they got together to get like those specific minute moments in like the nineties bulls history. Like there's, that's like, that's cool stuff. Like, I think that's really cool. And I've always thought that was cool, but I didn't, I never thought that was something somewhere where I wanted to be until like, recently until a couple months ago but yeah they're like if we're talking about inspirations and places where we want to be like that's that's one day like i want to i want to get to that point where i'm you know leading a team or i'm helping put together something like that because that's that's cool because i want to inspire people to to do the stuff that i do or i want to inspire people to you know you know even get into sports or or whatever and because there's this there's some sort of magnificence that comes with um with sports and sports history and how it just intertwines with with politics and social issues and even just you can learn so much from an individual sense and and just basic life lessons from from sports so that's that's where i'm at no that's definitely something like i remember um we have talked about something along the lines of this before but like I feel like, I mean, with what we talked about last time, back um, last year, how you were saying, uh, like, you're not sure 
what you want to do and where you want to go with this stuff and now you're telling me all this and like it's genuinely good to hear that you know you've had this you know like realization that you want to be that person not only to provide an inspiration for others like what was done for you but to create the content that you see fit for yourself i think that's something great to see like and hear that you want to do and honestly like i hear you say like maybe maybe i i feel like you know set that set that goal for yourself that you feel like is so unattainable because i feel i personally i see you getting there uh, you know like through a high school i saw you as a person that like can definitely like get to those places that you would think are so unrealistic as long as like as long as like you just put yourself in in a place or in a state of mind where you say okay i can do it like remember what i was telling you like nobody can tell you that you can't do something because you're the one that has the control of over everything like if someone is like was the perfect like example that i told you like yeah the, says, the sitting like, down in yeah the chair. So, if someone tells you like to stand up and you're sitting <laughs> down like <laughs> nobody's gonna you know like you're the person that has control of that at the end of the day you set the narrative for yourself so it's all about what you want to do and it's actually crazy that you're talking about like you know the platform that you want to you know put out your you know um like the information whether it be sports or just things in general like that inspiration that you like that you gain from like watching like the 30 for 30s or the last dance or you know those types of documentaries that's like documentaries are one of the biggest things that i regard as like you know places where i take bits and pieces of inspiration and notes of where to like you know to like just apply to myself like i will tell you right now that the moment where i was like okay i'm going to literally do this is I'm pre I feel like you've seen this before. Um, where Timbaland was showing Jay Z the dirt off, um, dirt off your shoulders beat, and how you know they were like you know scrolling through there's beats a, and then he was there's like, a, "There's footage of that." Yeah, I'm I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send it to you literally. That after actually, this. that sounds really cool. Bruh, I, I wish I. It's it's so like I'm gonna send it to you after, bro. This is what I'm saying. You gotta get that visual component to this podcast. It's like it would be yeah. perfect to just pop it up there, but um. It's like they're scrolling through the beats, and then you know he plays a snippet of it, and then JC's like, "Whoa, go back to that." He's like, "Oh, you like that one?" He's like, dun, 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 dun. "I'm telling you, it that like JC just getting up and bopping his head is like, bruh, I'm trying to have that happen for me. Like, I want to be in that, you know, area of just like greatness." Just to be able to witness, be that, and do that. And, like, also, another one is just how... Let me see. Just like, can you being imagine? able to be in that. Yeah, like, you know, just being there. Like, imagine being there, being a part of that. Like, And being in like, the room is like, yeah, this is, this is a hit. Like, this is a hit immediately. And exactly and that like i wanted that like i wanted to be that so like it's just i don't know it's just crazy like him that feeling that we were talking about earlier that satisfaction like i was like 
bruh, like it's better than any type of drug that you can like take. And I want that. So that's what like literally kickstarted it. And then I just started binging videos and like coming up on like just doing I, I you know, I I know my I like at the time I was like what sixteen, seventeen. I knew my producers, I knew this and knew that, but like I never like dived into it. I started looking just for the past like three years, just doing my research, trying to figure out this and that. You know, in my early high school days, like or like I think, yeah, early high school days, ninth, tenth grade, I was watching like Tyler the Creator documentaries, like this cherry bomb <laughs> documentary, where like even though like he's like one of the most insane people like to ever walk the earth, like the way he makes music is actually like, like bro, <laughs> I'm telling like if you take some time like just to see what he's done in the studio, see how he's created what he's created and how like even though he's one of the most goofy people that you can see like in social media and like the music industry, the love that he shows like for perfecting his music music and trying to make his sound be him is so crazy it's like genuinely like lovely and he's another person that like when i go into fl studio or into ableton or whatever i go into i'm like okay he's one of the people that i have in mind whenever i'm trying to create something or do something just him always trying to make sure that whatever he's making is him you know what i mean yeah is this is this crazy you know like just seeing that being that and just being a part of what i is this what kind of like kickstarted me like being a producer or trying to be a producer you know i guess for me like if i were ever curious about making music like the person who probably and you know like i'm a huge donald glover childish gambino fan like if there was anyone who would have if I ended up, like, doing what you're doing or, like, just rapping or whatever, creating music, like, I think he would be somebody who ins- inspired me. Because, like, mm. he didn't even, he obviously didn't start in music, but he he gathered a lot of inspiration in that area. Then he started in comedy, mm-hmm. and he was an all over the place. Like, he he <laughs> he's had screen rights and all, all types of stuff and acting. Yep, yep. And with him, like, he was somebody he was not so much on the producer side but like he's a talented um singer and rapper and he's a decent writer and he's sort of incorporated that stuff and he's made stuff like bti because the internet which is a lot of people don't know like there's a screenplay that comes with that he has a short film that goes with that and that was that was like a whole project that and it had a life and it was a continuation of camp and yep. it it was it had characters and and a plot it was really cool that you he incorporated his past life and his other experiences and his um his abilities and he made something that was you know more than more than just music and yep. that's something that i wish more artists would do like Nowadays, it's like the way people create albums, it's not so much any of like, it's not really like a chronological thing. It's more of just a set of a tracks. Compilation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a playlist. And I agree. There I was, agree. Obviously, there was a time when, like, I think the first one that comes to mind where there's like a theme with, with uh, 
with Miss Education of Lauren Hill with yeah that that whole I don't know what what was that was she like were they like interviewing kids or something but it it had a theme oh, and I, oh I, the theme okay yeah, yeah I get what you're saying yes yeah yes, yeah yes, yeah yes. and it it had a theme and I appreciated it and they at the end of the songs you obviously had those little interludes but there wasn't like a little interlude song if that makes sense there wasn't like a 15 second track of somebody saying no, some yeah, random yeah. shit but yeah, it, I understand what at, you're saying. yeah at the end of almost every song there was like there was like a classroom of kids and it was a dude asking questions and it was interesting and it related to the song in some way or another yeah, or the yeah. next song and a, a lot of a lot of projects these days don't have those wrinkles maybe you'll get a theme here and there or a source of inspiration that the artist has gathered from but yeah it's just a it's just a playlist for the most part yeah no i i genuinely agree with you i was thinking about this the other day like you know thinking about just making bodies of work i'm not a rapper or anything but on the production side okay um let me see what what's an, an example i could use to give um okay so i don't even want to use that but like i guess the most recent thing that i can think of is like damn by kendrick lamar how it has some type of no I'm, i don't think i can even say that one but what you were talking talking about like themes having it be like a cinematic like feel like that chronological yeah. feel to it is something that i want to do one day like not even one day i want that to be what I do, like in terms of music and creating. Like, okay, so if I'm like trying to go that route, you know, the DJ Khaled route or you know, um, the Mike Will made it route, just make some type of album. I want that to be what I ha- like. I want I want to enlist a couple different artists and make a cohesive body of work that's like a story. That's not just a compilation of songs that I throw together. That's, that's hard like, work. I really want that to be like that. I miss that part of music. I I feel, I feel like it's still relevant today, kind of. I yeah, think because like get together and th- like make albums that you know have meaning, have a theme to it. I feel like, but like you know, every year um, we go towards more and more the blurring between the line of mixtape and album, and I miss the days where it was like you knew the difference. Like, you knew what was a mixtape and what was an album, you know? The yeah. Miseducation of Warren Hill is a perfect example. I also think maybe another example could be, um, could be, uh, what's it called? Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. That is, like, one I mean, of sec- the most... You could do Section 80, too. Section like... 82, yes. Yes. Section that has 80. A theme as well. His whole discography <laughs> it's yeah. uh it's a good like it's a it's a good telling of what it means to make bodies of work like just you know? from it, it starts off with fuck your ethnicity and that on its own like you get you it's immersive like you get a picture yeah. of what's coming ahead and then exactly yeah it's i agree that's what I'm saying. Like what you said, like it it speaks volumes, and I feel like I don't know. I I want I want to bring that back to be a thing. Like I I want I I hope like I don't know someday I have some sort of influence in that being a thing again because 
I feel like what music is, what rap was, you know, telling stories and bodies of work. I don't think we're necessarily lacking that, but I feel like that's um, what you and I grew up on is not what is being presented in a very uh, dominant, you know, sort of way today. I feel like maybe Roddy Rich's last album did it somewhat. Um, I think he kind of kept that sort of theme of his life going throughout the whole album, but there were some, you know, hiccups where, you know, you'd be like, okay, what is this or what is that? You know what I mean? But yeah. um, I don't know. Like, I, I completely, like, relate with what you're saying. And, like, just that love for uh, storytelling within music, but not necessarily within the lyrics. It doesn't necessarily have to be within the lyrics, but just the overall the, body of work, you yeah. know? And I think that's just – it's just a product of how – oversaturated the businesses and like a lot of people are just trying to get shit out as fast as they can and it's you often end up with just a a playlist that somebody just trying to put hits together as fast as possible and it doesn't really have any any life beyond like the music itself or any cohesiveness it's just sort of and i think there are obviously a lot of mainstreams mainstream artists who feed into that and who aren't really interested in 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 telling stories anymore and i think drake really caught into that when he in back in 2016 or was it 2017 when he put out more life Life. oh my gosh because that was that was a moment like i'm sure he realized like i could put out just about anything like anything so eat it up like so he did that shit with tusi slide like yeah so (laughs) it's just it's at the end of the day it's it's a commodity more than it is like an art if that makes sense yeah so even though like art obviously is a commodity by definition um so like people are are gonna put out what makes the money and and that's like that's the motive right now money is the motive and like the Man. people who are the people who are like the biggest right now and the people who are making the most money and making the most music that people listen to they're not yeah. making anything that's so much um story related you know yeah i think um what was i going to say i think a lot of it is just related to the fact that um as a whole like society our attention spans are so low yeah that's not only that but we move so quickly like for example um okay so in 20 what 15 one of the biggest like one of the biggest um like tapes of the year was it 2015 or was it 2016 okay um okay 2016 one of the biggest uh, tapes of the year was uh if you're reading this no yeah it's 2015 if you're reading this it's too late right yeah that was something that people listened to for how long it stayed you know it was so, it was relevant for like the whole year maybe the next what three years quotable lyrics blah 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 and here we have this year we have maybe some of the biggest artists 
in the past year have put out what three albums and they come and go like like it's literally clockwork exactly you get what i'm saying like yeah it's just it like, takes a long time to create it takes that a type long of stuff. time to create like yeah with to pimple butterfly like kendrick took a long time to put that out did he not i'm yes what i will tell you is you know what the crazy thing is to pimple butterfly was actually supposed to be what what good kid mad city was was what to pimple butterfly was supposed to be but like i think it was like changed last minute or something like that like the sound of good kid mad city was supposed to be to pimple butterfly but it was that's why like with untitled unmastered or with a lot of the lucy's or the the leaks that you'll hear from those years are it sounds a lot of like what to pimple butterfly was supposed to be but he changed it up you know throughout that process to pimple butterfly itself took like three years yeah like my man's had like a whole three years he had like a whole self-discovery process that he went through before like didn't he like travel to to africa or some shit like um i'm not even sure if it was just limited to that it was just him locking himself in the studio sometimes day in day out with all the in-house producers sending stuff back and forth with other artists making music for a long, long time. <laughs> yeah. Like he do, he's a person that doesn't put time um as a constraint. Like he puts out stuff when it's meant to be put out. For example, like what is it, 2021, 2017, four years since he had damn. Yeah. Part of it is because of quarantine because he was supposed to put it out last year. But even so, the fact that he's taking this long to put out music is you know it's crazy yeah and and i forgot what i was about to say but like i i can appreciate people who who take their time like because drake people like drake well drake in particular like him and his team they have it down to a science in terms of like how to drake is a cheat code bro yeah yeah in terms of like how to create a hit and he knows exactly what the fuck people like and what people will eat up. And I, I'm telling you, bro, the fact that 2C Slide almost went number one is insane to me. Like, yeah. if you really think about it, it's the craziest thing. And then that the fact that he put out, like, a couple years ago, nice for what, like, on a Thursday night, and it went number one. How? Like, <laughs> it's the craziest thing. Yeah, like, him and 40, they have hits down to a science it just it it feels it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like this is what music (laughs) should be but at the same time you have to appreciate like what he's done at this point and it's like his album whatever his his album comes out or however it ends up looking it's it's bound to have a couple hits on it he's about to hit the top of the charts again like he just was like he just had the the, the top three songs yep, what was on it, Billboard. last week. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just he has it down to a science. And, like, there's something you could appreciate about it. But at the same time, it's, like, it's kind of frustrating um, because, like, I don't think he really cares about, like, the art itself or creating something that's objectively good. It's just something that people can 
can vibe to, which obviously there's, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. I had an argument with my girlfriend last year about that. It was actually kind of, I don't know. We were both saying like, like whether or not Drake was an artist. I think it's because there is a debate on Twitter. Who's a better artist, Drake or Tyler, the creator. And I don't know. I think I said Tyler, the creator. If you're saying like artist, but like as a, uh, as a word, people, my brother, the word my brother used is like, he called him an entertainer. Okay, yes, as an entertainer, yes. Drake is, like, miles, like, ahead of him. You know what I mean? Because he knows the secret to making people feel good in any way, shape, or form. But I will say the last time Drake put out a genuinely good body of work, I'm not saying, like, any of his past is trash or anything, but something that I genuinely appealed to, like, something that appealed to me was nothing was the same. Like, that album was so good. So, so good. Like, from top to bottom. Like, it's something that I feel like he took his time with. Now, yeah. Views... Views was cool. Views was all right. Views did... Views broke records, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it, like, sold, like, a million and... 1.7 million. Uh, or 1.07 million first week or something like that. Broke the Apple Music records or whatever. But... I just feel like it just does not hit like that for me. And I don't know who said this the other day, but like when it comes to like certified lover boy, like I feel like, okay, for example, like Scorpion, Scorpion was not that good to me. Like Scorpion was like borderline cheeks for me. Yeah, Scorpion is like the one forgettable album that he's had so far. Yeah. And it's just like, because it's Drake and with how with how you expect him to do as an artist, Scorpion was so forgettable. Like commercially, it was good, but musically, it wasn't that crazy. Because like number one, Drake doesn't have a sig- signature sound. I mean, other than him singing and rapping, like he doesn't have that sound that other people have. You if that you, you get what I'm saying? So it's just like. But at the same time, it's his dominance and his style of making music that's what's there for him. And that, I didn't really see that in Scorpion. So, Certified Lover Boy, like, there's a bar that he set for himself. And I feel like if he doesn't beat it, like, I feel like people are going to sit here and ask themselves, is Drake what we thought he would be? You know what I mean? I mean, there's always been... There's always been discussion about, like, his ability to actually make like good music but i don't think people will be questioning like people have always been questioning his ability to like last and and i feel like even if he comes out with with some mid i think it'll be fine like i don't think he can he's capable and of losing yeah not losing necessarily i don't think he's capable of making like bad music like he hasn't made like really just horrendous like bad music at any point but I in think, terms of Drake, like, you know what I mean? Like, in terms of Drake, like, okay, if 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 Kendrick Lamar came out tomorrow, if J. Cole came out tomorrow, if so-and-so came out tomorrow and released something, but it wasn't what you expected it to be, after how long, wouldn't you feel like, have they lost their step? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, have they, like, people, Yeah, I okay. think people would be saying, like, for sure, like, 
But like that's always been happening with him. That's what happened after Scorpion. That's what happened after More Life, and it happened after Views as well. Like people, ever since after Nothing Was the Same, people have been expecting him to match that or over, like top that. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I I agree with that. I I just I mean I don't know. I'm I'm looking for a classic, Chris Certified Lover Boy. I feel I do I do believe that. Artists and he has been like six later in their career, you know. Yeah, and like with what was what, what's the little three song EP that he dropped? What, what's it called? Scary Hours. Yeah, like he hinted at it. Like I feel like he's a little bit cable. Like he had his best bars in a while in in Lemon Lemon Pepper, Pepper Freestyle. freestyle. And Oof. so, like, I definitely think he's capable. He just don't be trying, like. He just like I said, like they have it down to a science. So it's like, why would I, <laughs> why would I waste my whole load on, on an album when I could just put out one, one would single? You, would you would you compare Drake to LeBron James? I feel like people do that a lot, but I I honestly I see it, but at the same time I don't see it. <sighs> I don't see it. Like I don't think in in these like fields of work like because lebron <laughs> is for like the past decade and a little bit more he's been considered to be the best player in the sport and perhaps like the best athlete in the world in many people's eyes for drake nobody like there's and for lebron that like there's no discussion like we don't argue ever really about whether or not like he's the best athlete maybe people will play devil's advocate and every now and then maybe people will slip in like oh well katie was a better scorer in 2015 when he won the mvp or you know whatnot like but we we say and we understand and it's like objectively true like statistically lebron in the 2010s and then and then in the late 2000s you can even argue was the best player in basketball but yeah. for for Drake, you can't say like there was no point of his career where he was easily like the best artist, or, or, artist yeah, yeah. or even like even like sp- more specifically a uh, rapper. So and and even if it was like even if there was a case to be made, like you could still bring up, you could still have like a, a long discussion about that, and and you can bring up whole all kinds of rebuttals and whatnot. So I don't think I don't there's this space to compare the two. And also it's like music is just really different from sport like <laughs> basketball. Sports, yeah. Yeah. And sports yeah. in general. Yeah. I, I, I saw that on Twitter. Somebody's like Drake is the uh, LeBron James in basketball just because of the numbers he put up, but people like don't want to put him as the goat, but people put LeBron James as the goat, but I don't think I've ever heard someone. Oh, I don't know. I hear people put Drake as the go, but I just don't see how he could be. Yeah, Numbers like how aside, do you even? Like, I, I don't how do you understand. even like? How do you even like quantify like the goat of music or like? Is it sales or is it like musical quality? Because that's all like. At least sales know. is like a, a number that you can look at, but like when it comes to like just looking at music as it is like you can subjectively you can have your own opinions about it and 
Yeah. You know, I, it, I personally don't believe that there is. I've always said this for myself. In terms of naming the greatest of all time, I don't think there is a way to do it. I feel like that is all based on personal opinion. I don't think that there is a way to measure who is the best rapper of all time. Period. I feel like even trying to do that doesn't make sense if you're trying. Like, I look at music as a place where like there's no need to have it, there be like judgment or comp, not competition. Um, what's the right word? Like just like rap and music i feel like mm, i feel like you can make a goat conversation it's just very 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 hard to argue it like yeah. i don't think there is ever a right or wrong <laughs> if that makes sense i think there is a right or wrong in maybe sports because there's statistics to like back that up but yeah, and even in sports, like it's hard comparing it's hard, different, yeah. different eras, and like obviously, like there's different rules and stuff, and yeah, there's exactly. limitations and medical limitations, and and all those types of things that in context, it yeah. just it varies over time, and it, you can say the same thing with music now. Like there's a lot of technological limitations that people had yep. in the '70s and '80s, and they still managed to make really good music that can yeah. top some of the music that's made today but it goes the other way around so not everybody has the same ears not everybody pays attention to music the same way yeah. like okay for me i do not or will never i don't think i will ever put tupac as my goat i will put tupac as one of my favorite artists of all time but i don't think i could ever put him as a goat because like number one i feel like people try to ignore the fact that there could be better rappers than tupac it's just that his legendary status like just solidifies him there. But like I don't think people notice the fact that there are other like why I'm saying that is because a lot of stuff is based on opinion. So it's just like people try to rule out that there are other things that they're like artists can compare in that conversation, if that makes sense. Like you can argue that. I don't know. I'm not saying that this is true, but you can argue that Lupe Fiasco is a better technical rapper than Tupac or that Biggie <laughs> was a better technical rapper than Tupac. I don't know. Whatever you want to put in that, like, I feel like people... You, you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, um, Yeah, but, like, with rapping, like, there's obviously, like, s lyricism is... You can look and read, like, what sounds better, what comes off better, and yeah, what makes more sense, and how... And you can understand, like, a a writer's ability to you know characterize events or you know yeah. put you in moments and relay their emotions i think you can you can come up with a metric or something or at least you could put people in a room and they could agree on what's better and what's not better or what's yeah. worse yeah but like it's just sound that people just tend to differ yeah 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 i mean well i just i don't know the conversation of putting people i think um is just people i think when it comes to music these days or i, I don't know maybe like in the middle ages of rap r&b whatever i see it a lot more in rap though that people will um want to argue a top five but make that top five fact you know and yeah. I feel like there's no way to measure that when 
a lot of it is based on opinion. Like we gain that a lot of, um, for example, someone can say apples and carrots is hard and could be the best punchline ever and could put that person in top five. But another person may not see it that way. Carrots and apples may be better. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like when it comes to like rap and stuff like that, I honestly like try not to, I will debate with people, but in terms of just like, I, I finish it right there. Like I don't make it fact, if that makes sense. Because making a fact just tries to like, it ignores the fact that music is just a place of where like interpretation takes place. So, you know, if you want to ignore that interpretation, then you're kind of ignoring the purpose of listening to and observing, you know, taking in music for what it is. Does that, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it's always, it's just about just appreciating and consuming the art. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. For sure. So we're, we're at the... Uh, you know, kind of try, trying to reel this back into sports. <laughs> We're at the, what, after, you know, midway season of basketball. Um, what do you, what are your projections Damn. for um, ECF, Western Conference Finals, finals? Damn, the finals? Eastern and Western Conference Finals? Yeah. I don't even, I haven't even thought of that. But I think the Eastern Conference Finals is more in question than um the western conference Mm -hmm. obviously like it all comes down to like injuries but that's it's it's so far away but i guess just to give you names right now to who i think is like who i think is the best in the western conference i have the the lakers and probably the jazz making it in the western conference Mm. and then for the East, <sighs> obviously, like the Nets are gonna be there, but after that, everything is in question for them, for every other team, because every other team like has a problem or something that I'm concerned about. Every other top team. Um, but if you wanted me to give you a name, I would probably say the Nets and the Sixers. You see the Nets making it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I actually do not have them going, you know, in contrary to, like, you know, popular belief. I don't have them making it past the second. Mainly because, Nets? yes. Uh, mainly because of if you, well, okay. J- number one, James Harden's on a different team now. Maybe something will change having four i mean what three other or four other past or four former or current all-stars on his team to take him to the bigger stage but at the same time um the only person that i can say is a person that will keep them in that playoff contention or finals contention is katie everybody else has either had crutches beside them or like is renowned for like choking when it comes to you know getting to that big stage. I don't see them also being threats. I know they're a huge offensive threat in the East, 
but I also you can't ignore that this is the playoffs and defense also matters and that this is the playoffs and that there are teams in the east that can genuinely abuse them <laughs> so and I think one of them is the Sixers most definitely that's why I personally I mean yeah but, team, if, but I, I personally have them going to the finals but if they were a second seed and the Sixers were like the first seed like they are now they wouldn't they wouldn't meet until the Western, the, until the Western, the, the Eastern Conference Final game. Obviously, if they made it that far, and like okay. let's just just to like in an imaginary world where the standings that we have now are like the playoff standings, and which I imagine they'll they'll probably be um, with in the first round, like the Brooklyn Nets would play the Knicks. Okay, that's like I can't. You can say like, okay, maybe Julius Randle will cause them a couple problems because they don't really have a front court presence that that can really take care of somebody like that. And but we just saw them beat beat the Knicks. Now there was like a questionable call at the end of the game, but the, yeah, none the, nonetheless, <laughs> they they beat the Knicks without Kevin Durant, and they've been dropping off a lot of teams without Kevin Durant. And I would say right now, like Harden, whether you like it or not, like he's an MVP candidate. And I don't think, especially last season, like he hasn't, he in a long time, he hasn't really shown me that he's incapable of showing up when it's time in the playoffs. So I'm not really, I'm not really worried about him or or Kyrie not being able to, you know, you know, play well or show up. Has um, has or has, I, has James Harden shown up in the playoffs in the past three years? Absolutely, yeah. I think so. In the past, yeah. oh, sorry, in the past two years. Sorry, in the past two years. Yeah, for sure. Even last season. Yeah, he did. He he showed like he he showed up when he was needed. I I would say so. Yeah. What? Okay. All right. I mean, okay. Hold on, because like <sighs> what you were saying. You were saying what like crushes and that's what you're worried about him just not Okay. Well, for example, okay. Um how can I put this in a better picture? Well, number one, like he is definitely notorious for going on stretches of bad performances in the in the playoffs and he has people beside him to, you know, get him off that hump. But I feel like every All-Star has that. But getting to... Yeah, he was pretty good. I think the only year that um, he was questionable... Like, you can go back to 2018, like, when they played um, the... When they had Chris Paul, and they they were playing the Warriors, Warriors, and you obviously had that notorious game where they went... What was it? They missed, like, 37 straight threes or whatever... Yeah, I like that was just an anomaly, and that that's <laughs> bound to happen when you have a play style like that. And again, like when you have a play style like Houston was playing the past two years, you're obviously gonna get droughts. Mm. Um, I think there were obviously years where he's been in the playoffs and shot sub forty percent from the field, but that was twenty. 20- in the early 2010s so it's just it was like that that take that you you're you're telling me like that 
that's a product of his early years in Houston when he was facing a and and that's obviously something pundits bring up a lot when when they want to you know talk down to a player or, you know refute all of his past accomplishments they'll bring up yeah. <laughs> does he does he you know show up on the big stage like the I don't think in the past few years like I don't think like on paper he wasn't a bad performer and especially last year he played really well and he played good defense at that um you can I feel like back. he played team defense what does that mean not Is team that- de- okay no 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 sorry sorry <laughs> I feel like people do that a lot I feel like he played defense when he needed to sorry let me let me rephrase well yeah you always need to play defense so it's like, but like, okay, never mind. Let me not say that. Like, let me not say. <laughs> like, not say I, like, I don't know. I don't know what you like. I can see. I'm trying to say, like, I'm trying to say, like, he's not like a big presence on defense. I don't think like he's not like. Yeah, he's not like he's not locked down. Like he's not just about any superstar isn't trying like every possession. Like, I think it's not as bad as he used to be. Like I said, like back in the early 2010s when there was there was more of a question of whether or not he was capable of being a superstar. But now that yeah. he's gotten that more, gotten more flag, like for sure, I'd, I'd say like, he's a pretty capable defender, like especially in post situations, he can be pretty strong down there and he's not, he's not too allowing. Um, But yeah, like last, last year, like in the playoffs, like, I don't know what did they play? They, they got knocked out by the Lakers and yeah. but they, they beat OKC in seven. That was a that was a for all things considered, and what that team was like, and what happened last year. That's a pretty good run. Um, by the Rockets or by OKC? By the Rockets and and what with what they had, and what they were experimenting with. Obviously, like with <laughs> with that with D'Antoni's plan was obviously with when you decide to trading Clint get, Capella was yeah and, and and you. <laughs> you focus on that tiny ball mindset the goal there was to win a finals that was like their their last their last ditch effort to go some go out and make something great happen and it failed and Harden still played well throughout throughout up until the shutdown and then came back in the bubble and played well throughout then as well at least to his standards um obviously but yeah I don't know. I don't. I don't know where this idea that he played, uh, he plays poorly in the playoffs. He hasn't, at least, in the past few years. He's just. He's done just about as much as you can ask for, for a, uh, for a superstar. I think the fact that AD and um, and Kyrie is insane, though. It's, it's uh, it's very scary to me. Just in terms yeah. of just their scoring um, prowess, it's it's a very scary sight. <laughs> just that's why everybody was so like, "What the hell?" When they first made that trade, just the fact that, and we literally have just seen it, the fact that if Kyrie is just not feeling it tonight, Harden can just turn up the Jets and just score forty if he wanted to. Yeah, Harden's not feeling it. Kyrie can do that, KD and it helps. Like, can also do that. Then, and it's not like their role players are pretty good. Like Bruce Brown and and Jeff Green are playing pretty good games too. And DeAndre Jordan is 
Yeah. Good he's doing threat. this thing. Yeah. But like and um in terms of three point shooting, I think they're like top five in the league. Pretty sure. As a team, sorry. Yeah, I would, I don't I don't know about that, but I would believe you for sure. Um but yeah, like the Eastern Conference, like you you're worried about them making the Eastern Conference finals, like you look at like if you're just looking at the standings, like the guys in the middle, like they don't really play defense. So <laughs> If you're the Brooklyn Nets and you simply just outscore your opponents, like for a college basketball example, like Iowa, what they're doing right now, it's yeah. like they don't play much of any defense, but they're just throwing 80, 70 on teams' heads. That's so crazy. For them, like it's it's late in the season and that's still a concern. They're not going to win the championship with that, but yeah. they'll they'll win a, a game or two in the in, – in the, in the tournament but yeah like the nets like they don't have real competition in the east that in my eyes that can really cause them problems so yeah i think they can make the eastern conference finals and i'd love to see a sixers and nets series with Embiid well. healthy i would because well. like do you th- do you think Embiid is um is that guy this season what do you mean like mvp mvp Depends on how long he's out. Like, if he's, like, with a hyperextended knee, what is that, like, two to four weeks? I don't know if they've evaluated his situation. Yeah, two to three weeks. But, yeah. I think, I think, really, like, truly, I think Harden is pretty much running away with it. Really? Yeah. Like, like, MVP? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, why And okay. I you can make an argument for for LeBron as well, but why 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 I say no to Harden is who he has on his team. That's why I say no. Yeah, I mean, but one was, can also make the he argument was doing that, that oh, before when he had Westbrook or Chris Paul on his team or when he had neither. So mm. I think the fact that he's doing it now and he's mm. getting winning numbers mm-hmm. yeah but you for lebron you could make the argument as well like he's going off and he's you have the added narrative of him being 36 and him you know what should be the back end of his career yet he's putting up numbers that not a lot of wing players can even a lot of wing players could dream to put up like at any point in I their thought, career yeah <laughs> So the fact that he's a def- he's a defensive player of the year candidate is a stretch, but at the same time, insane that he's putting that conversation. Like what he's doing at this age is very much crazy, which is why, uh, you know. But um, yeah, I have them, I have that team, the Lakers. Uh, I have the Suns as a a team what? to get to the Western Conference Finals as well. But at the same time, we also can't ignore the fact that Chris Paul is never capable of making it past the second round. I mean, they did go to the final or Western Conference Finals, home with the Rockets. But I see, I see Lakers, Suns, or Lakers, um, Jazz. Assuming Anthony Davis can get healthy as well, um, I also see the Lakers going to the finals in the East. 
I've got the Sixers, Nets, maybe. But I also low-key have the Bucks as the same way people look at the Heat as a sleeper team, as a dark horse contender. That's how I'm looking at the Bucks this year. That's because of the mood. The que- not the question. It wasn't questionable getting Drew Holiday, but they lost what a they lot did of in capital. getting Drew. Yeah, but at the same yeah. time, how it's panned out to be even later in this season. Uh, I mean, as per usual, Giannis is being Giannis. We'll see if that helps them in the playoffs. But getting PJ Tucker helps them on, you know, their front court defense as well. But I feel like. There is and uh, Dante um, DiVincenzo, yeah. you know, being a good two way player. Like, I mean, they're a solid team this year. Like, but it's just like I don't, they, you know, <clears throat> they're massively like underwhelming. I think that's yeah. the one team that you can you can really say like they have regularly been been underwhelming at some point in the playoffs, and that's super frustrating. If yeah, you're for sure. a Milwaukee fan. And with Coach Bud and how this team is and the way they play, people are already figuring out, like, how to stop Giannis. Like, people have plans up for that. Like, you can watch that Heat series. Like, <laughs> aside from him obviously getting injured, like, it was a wash. Like, it didn't even matter. Like, if he was healthy, like, they still would have probably gotten a, a gentleman's sweep. So, it's just – and with their defensive style, and that's a whole another discussion with how they play and, and how Coach Bud is just completely set on the idea of like this is how the right way to play, and it's sort of fed into the players' complacency. Like you can even read like some of the quotes that they say after games, like, and it seems like Drew Holiday is the only person who who hasn't been like ingrained in that culture so mm-hmm. long as like. And he seems like more willing to get things changed and, and, and trying to switch up the formula to, to try to find some more success. Um, but like the rest of the team, they just seem really set on this is a formula, this is a way to win. When in reality, mm-hmm. like you hit a seven game series, shit gets real and, and do start to game plan and figure you out. Um, yeah. Especially since Giannis is to put it frank, like, one-dimensional as a player, even though he's, like, skilled in the paint area and as a transition athlete, um, he's pretty easy to stop in a seven-game series now. Yeah. Especially at, especially now we have, like, two series to back up that point. So, Do you think um, Giannis could ever – no, let me not say that. Do you think Giannis, when LeBron retires, do you think he'll be the best player in the league? If not, then who? Um, I don't know. I mean, it depends on who else. Because, like, you can imagine, like, if LeBron decides to retire and, like, when he's 40, which is, like, what, four years, I can imagine, like, Doncic will be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, There's probably Zion will be pretty solid by then if he, if he stays healthy. And Bede will probably be a a force like there there are players that could easily surpass him especially if he doesn't you know figure out his range and extend his shot um so yeah i I guess he could be but 
that's something that you would have to decide when you're there. But yeah. Is there anything else that you want to, you know, ask me some, any questions that you got? Nah, I think that was pretty good. I think we were a little bit over 90 minutes. I think yeah. we can end there. I mean, unless you, you can, you can tell people your, your little, your plugs or whatever, any final thoughts, any final words? Um, I mean, it was very much great having this conversation. I'd be down to do it again, you know, getting on this platform and trying to, you know, just talk about just art, pop culture, whatever you want to say. But it, um, in terms of just plugs, I would say just follow me on everything. It's South Prince. Instagram is South Prince Music. Um, and... Um, yeah, I should be actually putting out a single in the next couple of weeks. Um, oh, after that, I will just be working on my sound and trying to get placements. Um, so you should be for the next, um, you know, going into the next half of um, the year, which is crazy that I'm saying that right now because 2021 just started. But you'll be hearing a lot of me or seeing a lot of me just uploading my beats getting placements with different artists um and yeah also um i have a page that i have with a couple people um called blank space um it's uh it's an archive page but also just um a page that you know we're looking to you know have be like you know the complex news type format where it's just like a media um company or media like outlet where we just want to you know have th- anything of pop culture just be there especially with music and stuff um uh we're so like just, you know, so like a newsletter no not necessarily a newsletter um i want to say news is a part of what we will be doing but we just put out information about different things in pop culture for example we have context posts every week or every day um talking about like fashion art music moments in pop culture could be movies could be sports um but that's something that i feel like you know people should look out for we've been trying to grow for the past couple of um months and um any support you know uh geared towards there would be amazing but you know just to, you know give a little bit more information on that you know just like um just highlighting like at first it was like an archive page when it was started um but when i came and a couple people came into the picture of just like being there to be curators um we've started you know putting out uh content in terms of like playlists um pictures um content in terms of like you know information on different events and music sports art fashion um and you know we're trying to turn it into you know some type of like media empire um you know in the future we will be conducting like interviews with different content creators uh you know trying to become that type of like mogul that you know if you want to put it in the realm of like pigeons and planes or complex news or you know that area of um what's it called content from like media outlets 
uh, that's something I would like to plug as well and look, you guys could look out for. And Julian, I can definitely give you more information on that if you want to look into it too. But, well, there you have it. What do you say? It's, it's blank space? Yeah, blank space. Um, at blank space, JPG on Instagram um, and on TikTok at blank space, JPG as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, our Twitter um, will be uh, at blank space txt um but yeah as you can see it's like you know kind of the format we do is um or the style we do is like a uh, computer like code language kind of that's like the uh what's it called um the style that we have for our uh, for our content how we put it out and stuff but yeah right thank you for coming on my podcast thank you yes thank you for having me course um and yeah that's the that's the free lunch podcast i will see or uh, i guess you guys will hear from me next time whenever i decide to post whether that's in a couple months or a couple weeks but yeah that is it